And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Between Two Wheels podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today's show, we're going to talk about a few things. The first week of the Vuelta is done and dusted. We're going to go over stages one through nine, crashes, surprises, actually a lot of really great racing. With that, there's going to be a new segment of What Would Jesus Do? You might pronounce it Jesus. Transfer market update. Uh, we'll update you on the Colorado Classic, give you a summary of what took place there. Um, in the NCNCA, the Northern California Racing, we're going to cover some winters and Copper Town, some things that make you go, hmm, winners and losers. Here we go. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This is Tyler Yonke, your host of the Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 142. As I said, thanks for joining. Sorry I'm solo. Um, you know, look, it's holiday weekends. Kurt is off in the mountains doing his thing. Chris uh, was busy riding. We're trying to get together. Uh, it's not always easy. Look, I have work. Chris has work. Kurt has work. We love cycling. We talk about it all the time. And even in our own life. So we're watching the stage this morning, stage nine, quite the eventful situation. But what I thought we'd do, and we'll go over that because that's the most recent, but just give a recap of stages one through nine of the vault itself and give you an idea of kind of some, some takes here and there. If you haven't been fully paying attention, we'll get you all caught up and back into the limelight of what is going on in the Vuelta. Okay. Tour of Spain starts down there on the, the Southern med coast area uh pretty awesome looking and there was look this this race has a lot of great climbing usually the shorter stuff and they like to dive into it pretty quick they're also well known for doing a team time trial to start out the tour they've done that with the Giro several times as well short team time trial they did this one a few years ago and there was uh, and they went on a beach section like it was sandy there was some concern about it uh it turned out to be okay it wasn't too much of an issue uh, this time, look, they like to take these TTs through these little towns. That's exactly what they did. I think it was like a 14K um, time trial. It could have been – the winning times were around 14 minutes. Let's just remember that. Anyway, they're coming through. Uh, teams are setting good times. Astana's up there on a good time. They're Actually, they're the one of the later teams to go. Uh, but you have UAE and – and look, you knew there's going to be trouble when UAE and you had two big wrecks. UAE – Team Jumbo Visma, they both go down. Jumbo Visma goes down. UAE ends up living, losing uh, about a minute in total for most of their riders. Like Gaviria, I think, lost around two, three, four, something like that. Um, you had, I think he was five minutes, actually. I think he was the one that lost the most time that day. Second most was Sepp Kuss and I think Nielsen Palace, which were, or they were close to the, the, the back 10 um, riders there. Uh, Subcus had an early mechanical comes off, and then the team's flying through this corner. It's got a little bit of all of a sudden a little bit of water. It's a slight lefty kind of a little more of a bend, and the whole team just piles up. In that pile up, you got Roglic, you got Nielsen Palace in the front, Stephen Kwasiewicz goes down. Everyone goes down. They get back up. They reformulate. They end up losing 40 seconds that day to Astana, who took the win. Um, UAE came around that same spot. They had a crash. Other teams did not, and it was a, it was a cluster because you started to have the coin a quick step. They they went down in a wreck um, on a corner. Then they come around another corner, and the team cars there trying to help. I think I don't know if it was Roglic or oh no, it was Sepkus again. 
trying to still you know, refix his mechanical. So they swerved out of the way. And I don't know, Philippe Jaber said, look, we wouldn't, because they lost the, the, the overall, I think, by a second or two. He's like, look, we would have won the race if it hadn't have been for a Jumbo Visma car. And I'm like, did you forget about the wreck your team had? That that wasn't it. It was the Jumbo Visma car. It's always interesting what people throw out there as, as part of their excuses. Either way, Jumbo Visma goes out. Look, so, so it came out, there was some some... It was right near the coast there and little coastal town. It kind of reminded me of like some things you'd see in uh, Santa Cruz near like where we have the Santa Cruz Classic. Uh, but someone was, I guess, either watering their, their flowers or their garden or there was another report that it was some kid's play to- uh, pool. Uh, either way, the hose broke or something and all this water's come gushing across the road and, you know, the riders couldn't do much to avoid it. Plus, there was a little bit of a white paint there. They came around the corner, hit the little bit of white paint on the roads, road paintings and washed out a little worried that it was nielsen palace that maybe took that team down but uh, upon further review and look the the euro sport people seem to be complaining that it was but further review it looks like roglich is on the front and there's just not and, and look uae team goes down other teams go down so look you feel bad but what have you as it appears they lose 40 seconds which isn't so great uh, UAE use, loses about a minute, which isn't great for Dan Martin. And we'll talk about Pogacar because he was on the team as well. Uh, uh, Rue as well was a UAE. And Steven Kroiswick obviously goes. And so, you know, there's some disarray. But you think, okay, Roglic, if he's riding well enough, he's time trialing him well, maybe this, is, maybe this is more exciting and it just puts everything back into perspective. Well, so then you had stage two. Benidorm to Kalp. And the winner that day was Nairo Quintana. But what you had was a little bit of a climb. Look, everyone's saying this could be Sam Bennett's day. Uh, it looks like a climb that's not too bad. But, man, it looked like it was like they said, what, 9 12%, something like that, for like uh, 3 4 5K. And it went, it was brutal enough. You had Hugh Carthy starting out there and some other riders. They started, uh, um, Lopez was hitting the front. So we had a little bit of a break. And what you had was Nairo Quintana, Stephen Roach, Roglic, Roberto Uran, Fabio Aru, and Mikael Nieve all with a break up on everybody. Uh, at one point, Nieve comes around a roundabout and he almost high sides it. He gains control again, but at that point, he's out of it. He, you can tell he's a little stunned. He's got to make up a gap. He's not doing it. Roach, uh, Nairo has attacked and he's up the road. And I was a little curious because you had Stephen Roach now has a chance to take the overall. Um, he's not really pulling too much. Uh, everyone should be just like dead set on getting up the road and not letting Nairo get away because they all had, had reasons to move. And, and actually up until, uh, Nairo attacked, they all had reasons to either anyway, gaining time over Lopez. Uh, as it was, Nairo gets up the road, he gets to win, he gets to post up. Nicholas Roach gets second, Roglic in third, Iran, Aru, Nieve, and then Higuita, for uh, UA, uh, sorry, EF Education First comes in around 37 seconds back from uh, Nairo, and Nairo is five seconds up on everyone else. So instantly, the day turns around, and you've got a change from the previous day, where um, Roglic has lost, you know, 40 seconds. Now suddenly he's moved up to sixth place. He's only 30 some seconds out of first place with Stephen Roach, Quintana. It's looking good. Obviously, it already it's it's mixing it in there, and you know he's got a more much more advantage, I would imagine, over uh, on the time trial over the ones that he was in the in the move with, except for Roberto, Rigoberto Uran. Uh, then he does some of the ones he just gained time. So for me on Roglic, it's kind of an interesting, and I'm always going to kind of put it back into perspective of him having possibly 40 seconds to a minute advantage on the 30 some k time trial that we're going to have uh, coming up tomorrow. Stage three, um, stage three, we had 
EB Cuidad del Jugente to Lecante. Uh, that was totally a sprinter stage. And as it comes out, Sam Bennett, uh, Boro Hansger, finally gets his big tour, um, grand tour win this year uh, at the Volta. He was like, he was shut out from even going to the Giro. He didn't get to go there. He didn't get to go to the tour. He gets to go to the Volta and he's head and shoulders above anybody that's else in there. Um, Edwin Toins in second, Luca Mezgit. And look, so you're not having great. Uh, Rikese, Jacobson. I mean, some, there's some decent sprinters there. Walshied, but well, this is uh, on some. But you're not having uh, an amazing group that you always have at the tour, or even what kind of was at the the Giro with um, Caleb Ewing and some of the others. So Sam Bennett gets his win. Good for him. Roach stays in the overall lead as well. Uh, stage four, Couleur to El Puig. Uh, once again, another sprint stage. That one you saw. Sam Bennett taking the wrong side of the roundabout. Look, you know, this, I know they do the recon, but he goes a long way around. He moves from like fifth, sixth spot back to 20th. He's working his way, working his way. And then as they hit the front and they're doing the full on sprint, uh, Jakobsen is in the lead for Duquani Quick Step. He's looking very good. And Sam Bennett is making a rush on the outside, but he can't quite get there and in time. And Jakobsen actually gets the win. Sam Bennett does get second place, Walshied in third. And look, it was another good sprint for everybody. Nicholas Roach stays in the lead after stage four. And it, it was actually, it was really close. The finish there was like a bike throw millimeters for uh, Jakobsen, young guy. Good to see him get the win. And also good to see that Sam Bennett, which we don't have as he hasn't solidified what he's doing for next year. Evidently still looking for, look, I guess he wants to leave Bora. Um, or does he want to sign with them? I'm not sure, but they're saying that they still have a contract. Well, they don't have a contract, but evidently he's made some overtures. So they think that they still may have, have him. Is he going to be going to do quite a quick step? That's the thought. We don't know yet. We're still everyone kind of waiting in, in reserves. So we're going to see what happens. Um, stage five. So stage five, we start to look, this is what I love about the Giro. I mean, the Volta stage two already, you had a bunch of climbing. The GC riders are out in force. They're making hay. They're, they're, causing havoc and it's great that's stage two stage five we, once again we're going to have a climb it's going to be tearing it up as well and that's iliana to uh, the observatory i'm not going to say what this is because i can't pronounce it but what you end up there you get in a break you've got three guys up the road um going into the final climb there's more than that but they ended up whittling it down to those three are going to be staying away two of them are teammates from burgos bh that's uh, Madrazo, Ruiz, um, Angel Madrazo. Look, he looks just like McLovin, if you've ever seen the pictures and from Superbad. So he got that guy. He got his teammates, uh, Bull Jets, and then uh, Jesus Arada is with them as well. They hit the bottom of the climb. Jesus Arada, his brother is Jose Arada, pretty decent climber in his own right. Both, both of them ride for Cofidis. Anyway, here you have uh, Jesus and he looks like the much better climber because uh, Madraza, who has the climber's jersey at the time, is suffering. And with him suffering, you've got him coming off the wheel. Then his team car is almost taking him out. But his teammate, uh, Bull Jets, uh, is actually riding pretty much better. But he's hanging on the back, and he's a big guy. So, I mean, Harada's like, I've got this in the bag. He's dropped Madraza, what, I think it was three or four times, but in the last K, and he never makes a move himself. He should have just got rid of the bull guy, uh, but he doesn't. Jets bull, and instead, Madraza comes back to him, and as soon as he does, inside the 1K, he holds on for a little bit, and then he takes off when they get it started, and it's still pitchy all the way to the finish, and he holds everybody off, 
And then you say Jets Bull coming through for second place. So BH Burgos BH goes one two. Jesus Harada, horrible uh, finish as far as what I think um, what he did there. Uh, but then further back down the road, you had a good GC battle. Uh, Lopez, Alejandro Valverde, Roglic, Pojakar, Quintana. And geez, uh, we're going to talk about this even more is Movistar and their team. So the day, you know, look, uh, you've got Nairo. He's gets in the break that for the second day and gets up the road, wins the stage. He looks good. He looks like the guy to be to be going for. So then the next day, um, it's kind of <laughs> reversed. He's losing time. You've got Valverde. And that doesn't look like either one of them are riding for each other. Uh, who knows what you got there. But in the overall, Lopez gets back up into the red jersey. He's now the second guy or the, the, the in the lead for the, the race, uh, Astana. The, this guy's going to be yo-yoing back and forth out of this jersey, back and forth. Once again, Madrazo, uh, McLovin, great result for him. Not so good, and, and his teammate, especially for a, a small Conti team. Um, and then um, Jesus Serrata with the with the mistake of the day. All right, so stage six is kind of a little redemption for the um, the Cofidis team and the Harada family itself. Mora de Ribelas to Arias del Mastrat. This day you get. Um, Dylan Toyn's off in a break. He's got a ch- the break gets a big. They're like they're gonna stay away, and he gets up the road, and he's got a chance for the red jersey, and he's got Jesus. Uh, Jesus I mean, hello Jose Harada that day on his wheel. That's the brother to Jesus. Now, what would Jesus do? That's what we're talking about here. The whole <laughs> Jose at least takes it under his belt to do the opposite and sits on the wheel. Uh, knowing that Toynes is going to be the one driving it to the finish because he's going to want to have the red jersey. Look, Toynes, uh, I think if, if it was a straight-up battle between these two, um, he's probably the one that's going to get the win. But in this case, he's driving to the line as much as possible. They're getting in like four or 500 meters to the finish. Uh, Harada jumps him, goes over the top easily, and gets the win. You know, Actually holds him off by seven seconds in the finish. Great job for him. He gets the win. Nothing changes elsewhere. And we have the you know the GC guys come in at 5:44 later. Nairo Lopez uh, Valverde, everyone up there um, doing just fine, save for a few little things. On the day, he had EF education first. Well, first of all, stage five, uh, Rigoberto Uran had gone down. His own teammate uh, Docker had crashed crashed him out, actually not crashed him out of the race, but had gone down, caused the wreck, caused Rigoberto to, to go down himself. Docker, I heard an interview. He was pretty despondent about that, what he had done. Uh, either way, um, in Iran, I think that was maybe a few days ago, because Iran, the day, the next day when uh, Madraza, he was, he lost some time, but he was kind of still hanging in the mix. Uh, then on the stage six, TJ Van Garderen gets up in the break they're looking pretty good. Meanwhile, back in the pack, you've got uh, Kreuzwick. I think, I'm not sure which day, but we'll talk about that. Kreuzwick drops out with a knee trouble. Um, matter of fact, I think he's dropped out on stage three because what you saw from that point, as soon as he's out of the picture, you start to see Valverde stepping in <laughs> for for Kreuzwick just fine. He uh, drink, brings his own teammate back. That's what I was saying. You just have some weird dynamics with movie stars. So, while Jumbo Visma may have lost Kreuzwick, they have Valverde kind of helping him out. And we'll talk about what, what he did on stage nine as well. Anyway, there's so much crashing. Some other people crashed out. You had, uh, but Uran crashes out. Um, 
some of his other Logan Owen goes down and they're off to the hospital. Uh, um, Hugh Carthy goes out as well in this big crash. Uh, then you have TJ Van Gardner up in the break and they crest this hill. And uh, one of the riders, it was two kickers to the finish. And this is the second to last one. And he's chasing and he goes over the front, the top of the climb and they have maybe 20 K or so to go. Next thing you know, they come around this corner. He is in these rocks and these bushes. He being TJ He's gone down. He ends up 20 minutes back on the day. He ends up pulling out the next day uh, near the start. So, look, EF Education at first is just flying right now as a team. What I mean by that is they are literally in flight right now, heading home from the from the race. They are just getting waxed everywhere. Now, I will say uh, Seb Van Mark won for them today, so they at least have a little bit of things going. But I don't even know how many are – I know Higuita is still in the race for him. Um, I don't, I think Craddock is Lawson Craddock is still in the race, but I don't really know who else is there. So pretty devastating, uh, for them in general. I mean, last few years you've had Rigobert Uran, you know, he crashes out of the, the tour, he crashed out of the, this race, the Volta, what other race did he crash out of the Volta and, or the Giro again? I mean, he's just, he's having all kinds of trouble and, um, it's, it's too bad for them in general. Uh, either way. Jesus Herrada, or Jose Herrada redeems his brother. Dylan Twins gets in the red jersey. Then we have stage seven. Onda to Mas de la Costa. Like, like I said, Stephen Kreuzberg is out. But luckily you have Alejandro, Alejandro Valverde stepping in. And he ends up getting the win that day. Uh, there's a good break for the uh, the breakdown for the, the GC riders. They get rid of Twins. He can't handle this climb. It's pretty nasty. Uh, in the end, it's uh, Valverde, Roglic, Lopez, and Nairo Quintana are there's four left in the race and they battle it out to the finish. Valverde takes the win. Roglic gets second and they both distance Lopez and Nairo Quintana just a bit. Pojakar comes in seventh place. Aru's there. Uh, George Bennett. And look, this is another one of those days where you saw <coughs> another one of those days where you saw that um, the team of Jumbo Visma is much, they're, they're doing much better than they did at the Giro. Now it's the first, you know, not even half of the race. So we'll see how the rest of it goes. But as far as what um, Sepp Kuss has been able to do, I mean, he's lighting it up and doing some great work near the end of the race for this team. Sam Bennett is still, I think, you know, in the top 15 or so overall. If he continues to move up, that gives them two people to kind of play off of each other. Uh, but you've got Nilsson Palace still stepping in. Uh, Robert Hessink is still there. So the team is doing well. And like I said, Kreuzuk is out. But some of the stuff is neutralized when 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 uh, Sepp is gone and Roglic is there and he needs someone to chase down Nairo. He's usually got Alejandro Valverde to help step in and save the day, which is which was, you know, it's been happening. So after stage seven, um, Lopez gets the yellow jersey or the, sorry, the, the red jersey. He's in the lead. Primus Roglic in second at six seconds. Valverde, Valverde is 16 seconds. Quintana, 27 seconds. Then you got Micah, Pojicar, Chavez, two something. Bennett, George Bennett, eighth place, 334. Wilco Kelderman, um, Higuita for and 15th place for EF Education first. So, you know, a good smattering. Um, then yesterday's stage, a little rainy. You had. Um, Stage eight, Vals to Igualada. And who we had there was Nikias Arndt. That was a breakaway. A bunch of guys coming down to the finish. You had Peter Stetton in there trying to get away with about 20K to go for the um, 
Trek Sigurfredo team uh, was uh, clawed back and some of the, it just wasn't, not, I think, you know, it's, it's climbing, but just not too much where some of these bigger guys can stay in there because you had, in in the end, Nikias uh, Arndt of Sunweb with the win. Um, the Kaji Rial rider uh, goes in second, Alexander Aranabru, uh, Tosh Vandersander, um, Ruben Guerrero, Jonas Koch, Dylan Toynes back in there, sixth place. But you ended up with the red jersey to Nicholas Ide of the Kofidis team. Now, it was interesting when they're coming down to the finish over the top of the climb. Uh, it's really – it's the rain's hitting. Um, uh, Sunweb rider is going through the roundabout. He's off in the lead just a little bit, and he slides out. And you're going to see this happening. I mean, it's this kind of weather. But then you saw a motorbike. Uh, one of the cameramen, he went out as well. So – uh, it was a tough day. Uh, Stetna, top American there, twelfth uh, place, uh, same time as the winner. He was there's was no chance he was going to be able to sprint with those guys, uh, but it was good to see him um, up in the mix and and doing well. So good for Peter and goes into stage nine, last day before the rest day. Uh, Andorra Lavelle to Cortals de Encamp. So this is basically all in and around Andorra, and. Uh, resident famous resident there that lives there currently dan martin not in the race but he um evidently said he was on the phone last night to Tajib pojakar for about 30 minutes describing all the climbs like it's just all it is is climbing around there and it's wet and that's what they were expecting and today great i mean and also this stage was 90 i think 93 kilometers so you're looking at you know just over 60 some miles um, and three big climbs. So they start out with a climb, come down, come another climb, come down, and then the fi- final pitch to the f- to the finish. And it kind of had a two-step and then a finishing pitch, uh, which was going to obviously cause a lot of trouble. There was a breakaway early, and the breakaway, this was so strategic. Uh, now the race was fast from the start as well, but it was very strategic for several teams. You had some Astana riders up there. You had some Movie Star riders up there. You had... Um, three i think yes you had three um of the uh jumbo visma riders you had nilsson palace you had sep cuss and you had robert essink i mean their top probably their top three climbing domestiques up the road and it all came into play and then the, about 4k to the finish there was going to be this gravel section well they did have it um and and then there was going to be bad weather so this race starts out their their groups are going up the road astana's hitting the gas Next thing you know, it's just all falling to pieces. Um, some riders are coming back, helping their teammates. First, you have Hessink coming back, and he's helping. But about 18K, um, the the fireworks start on the last climb. Uh, Nairo, some of these other ones are hitting the front. They're they're pulling, the, and all of a sudden, uh, Lopez breaks out. And he takes off, with gets a pretty good gap, 30-some seconds, uh, up to about 40, I think. And his premise is i'm gonna go from 18k now i don't know if he didn't know the route great or if he did know it but that's 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 a hefty hefty attempt 18k to uh, of climbing to try to get away and in this weather when you've got all these guys from behind so you know look what you're going to do is hopefully not blow yourself up chasing him down if you're one of these guys from behind kind of meter your efforts and see what happens well what you end up having is a shit show from what I think from um, movie star. Now maybe it's, I put this out on Twitter. Uh, movie star played 3d chess. You know, this, this whole term of thinking that maybe they're, 
really they're thinking another level above everybody else to, and they end up getting their guy in the, in the red at the end of the day. Um, but I do, I almost think it's more by accident because there's some stuff that goes on here. I mean, you've got Nairo comes out of there, he's attacking. Um, and as that's happening, you know, like I said, Hessing comes down, then, um, then you have the, the group was whittling down. They're still trying to chase Lopez. The brake's still up the road. And as they're trying to chase Lopez, um, you've got Nairo starts to attack. Then you've got Valverde attack countering off of that. Sometimes he's not necessarily countering. Sometimes he's attacking as before he's coming back. Uh, but either way, it's it's actually putting um, Roglic in trouble. All, well, it should be. But Roglic is, is reacting quite, quite well for all this. Um, in the midst of this, then you still have, there is a section where he looks to be um, having some more problems. Nilsson Palace comes back to the group just as George Bennett's kind of getting tagged off and Nilsson Palace is up there for a few minutes setting the pace so that Roglic can come off the front because he's all of a sudden set to the pot, spot where he's going to have to be setting pace. Then we have some trouble with the weather. The weather starts so bad. There's hail, there's tons of rain, and it's so poor that they, we lose all kinds of broadcast. We don't know what's going on. There's Ben O'Connor from Data Dimension Data. He's up the road. Mark Soler's up the road from Movie Star. There's this gravel section. As they the the cameras are disappearing, you're kind of seeing is Ben O'Connor in the lead? Is Soler in the lead? We don't know because there's getting to some visions of that. You still had Lopez with maybe a 40 second gap. You had Nairo. You had Sepkus. You had because um, Sepkus comes back for uh, Roglic now. And um, yeah, Sepkas with Roglic, uh, Pojakar, and they're still trying to chase Lopez. All of a sudden, the lights come back on from the broadcast being dark for a while. And Lopez is with the main group. Um, Roglic is off the back. Um, you've got Nairo and Valverde off the front now. So Lopez has come back to the group somehow. Now he's with that group, but then that group's splintering off and you have Nairo and Valverde up the road. And then behind them is uh, Roglic kind of all by himself because as they come back on, he's getting rid of Sepp Kuss. So it looks like, I'm like, oh, wow, what's going on here? And it looks like, okay, Lopez has fallen. Um, they're out of the gravel section. Lopez has fallen. Um, Roglic actually looks fine. He's riding really strong, but he's chasing. Um, okay. So then you start to break this down. Lopez uh, stays with that group. Nairo and Valverde are going up the road. Uh, next thing you know, Valverde is not going up the road. And Nairo is. Then they're yelling at Soler. Soler is now in the lead. They're yelling at him to come back. As that's happening, Roglic is starting to make gains and to come back to the group. So now Valverde comes back. So this got this main section of group with Lopez. Uh, up the road now is Pojakar and Nairo. Uh, Valverde is in the group. Roglic starts to come to get about getting to the group. Nairo, I was sorry, Valverde starts to chase down <laughs> Nairo, pulling the group back. Um, it's a mess. And then Soler, he's shaking his head. He's yelling into his microphone. The team is obviously telling him, you've got to come back and help Nairo. Okay, so what do you do here? You've got the team... Um, Wants him to come back. It's pretty steep. It's pretty good climbing. I don't know how much help he's going to have. Is he going? Is he going to stay away? Eh. But he's obviously not happy about it. I and mean, he is displaying this, this fit. And um, as as Kurt told me today on uh, texting me, he said uh, Nathan Lane even thinks that uh, Solar is being a little dramatic. So look, he's going over the top, not wanting to do this. But he comes back to the group, or to to Nairo and Pojakar, and as soon as he about gets there. 
uh, Pojakar attacks, drops them both and goes up the road almost like, and then, you know, that just pissed Solar off even more. He's like, I'm here and you can't hold this guy's wheel. And I came back for you. Well, I think it obviously was also would have shown that, um, Solar probably would have been caught by uh, Pojakar as well, but Pojakar goes up the road. Now, Solar's pulling for Nairo. At this point, Roglic has made contact. They're inside, you know, three, four K. Um, and then Roglic starts making his way up the road. Next thing you know, um, Roglic is getting rid of Lopez. Lopez, like I said, he took off at 18. I don't know. Well, the, the reality is, uh, they come through the gravel section. We're going to back up a second here and give you highlights of what we found out after the fact. Come through the gravel section. I guess there's a moto involved in the road. Lopez goes down. Roglic goes down. I don't know if they had caught Lopez by this point. The point is um, he, they were both held up for this. Uh, there was a wreck, obviously. I don't know how much damage uh, if, if uh, Lopez had been up further up the road. doesn't matter. That's what happened. So... You know, looking like um, Roglic maybe didn't ride that well or he didn't have a good day or Lopez. It's hard to tell because they both actually did fine. Matter of fact, Roglic with the ride of the day because he gets back to that group. And then he goes through that group. He does take uh, Valverde with him, good loyal teammate that he is. And they're both chasing uh, down Nairo. Pojakar cannot be caught. He gets the win. Second place with another time bonus is Nairo at 23 seconds. And then Roglic comes through 48 seconds, gets the third time bonus uh, over Valverde. And once again, Valverde being the good teammate that he is, he does not take the time bonus away from Roglic because, you know, he would have easily jumped over him. As we all know that Valverde has a better sprint. Um, He could have jumped over him and taken the time bonus. He did the good thing and allowed his new team, his new teammate, uh, Valverde, I mean, uh, Roglic to take it. Now, Soler, he came back very mad, shaking his head, didn't want to do it, gets on the front for Nairo, does a lot of good work there. And then when he pulls off, he flails about, he is pissed off and he's not happy about the situation. Um, it was not professional. I mean, you know, I mean, what was, there was only one point of professionality about him was the fact that he came back and actually did a hard bunch of work, but <laughs> his complaints during this time. And I guess, you know, there's a big split in that team between your uh, Spanish writers and your, your love and hate of the Colombian, or at least the specifically this Colombian uh, being Nairo Quintana. So who knows what that, like I said, this team was a complete shit show today. Uh, and I was laughing and I was enjoying it. Um, and then they come away with uh, Quintana getting in the red jersey. So, you know, they have this, they're, they're magical. They're magical in the way that they, they subdue you. And they, like I said, three, is it 3D chess? Maybe it's 4D Hungry Hungry Hippo, a different game and a different dimension altogether. Um, once again, congratulations to Pojakar, 20-year-old rider, winner of the Tour of California this year. Makes great in the rain and on this completely crazy climb, comes over the finish, starts really kissing this girl. She's blonde. And the announcers say, is that his girlfriend? Uh, Hey, he just won the race. Maybe it's not, but he confirmed later on that it was. So Pojakar, fifth place, Soler, 57 seconds. I mean, look, maybe he would have stayed away. I mean, the the dude's won beer before. So you have Quintana in first, Rodriguez in second, six seconds back, Lopez, 17 seconds. Valverde 20, Pojakar minute 42, um, Ide dropped all the way down to seventh place at 221. That's not bad uh, for the guy that uh, had had the red jersey there. 
uh, Kelderman, Toynes, this is the top 10. Uh, Full Sang, he had helped out Lopez pretty good today as well. He's down to uh, he's up to 18th, so there's the top 20. George Bennett, 15th place. Chavez, we didn't talk about him, but he had a bike change on uh, the, was it the last climb? Maybe the second to last climb. But he had a flat tire, like two flats. He gets uh, How- Dam- Damien Housen's uh, bike. And the guy's like uh, super tall and Chavez is super short. So he had like a 60 centimeter frame. I think he was riding the seat post. I mean the uh, top tube. And then he got finally got another change. And Grubay, um, his teammate, helped uh, climb, call him back up. So, you know, he ended up losing a bunch of time today. But he actually looked pretty good because he closes that gap. But then he's a little gassed trying to to hold on. So, Good for him and, uh, well, not so good for him. But, look, when you hear that guy being interviewed, he is so positive. He's a cool guy, Chavez, that is. And, uh, look, now they have, a, they have a rest day. And then coming up, you have the individual time trial for Stage 10 on Tuesday, 36.2 kilometers. Um, pretty roll. They got a few little risers and one little hump in the middle and then flat. 36.2. I imagine Roglic is going to rip that one apart. Uh, as far as the top guys go, you might see Valverde do well. Who else? Fulsang. But, you know, he's not really in contention right now. So other than that, you, rest day, time trial, uh, a few flat days. You got another f- climbing on Friday, Saturday looks okay. And then another good Sunday before the rest day. So we'll get some more brutal climbing in here on the Vuelta. Um, all right. Let's move on to some other news and then get you out of here. Uh, Colorado Classic was just recently uh, women's only. They used to be the the cycling pro uh, classic out there in Colorado, uh, men's stage race, but it's been um, is it upgraded or just swapped for uh, men's o- women only. Uh, this year it was dominated by Chloe Diger of the Team 2020, and she won all four stages. Now there's two ways. There's there's many ways you can think of this. One is you can go, wow, dom-. not only that, she won every jersey. Um, so dominant that, you know, and the announcers took this this mode was, it was amazing to watch this race due to Chloe Deigert's, uh dominance. Now, I'll say this, Chloe's an amazing rider, and she's got an amazing, I mean, she's come on the scene when she was 16 there doing uh, some track events. She just won a gold at the Pan Am Games, I think, uh, and the individual and then the, the team pursuit i think it was uh she's obviously incredibly talented um and 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 the you know the commentators highlighted that thing my more disappointment was in show in her dominance showed the lack of uh competition in the race um there was katie hall was there and she didn't i don't know if she was ready for this but you know look they had a flat day um that's when Chloe Dugger gets away. Then they had this big ass mountain climbing day and Chloe Dugger gets away. And then they have a circuit race and Chloe Dugger gets away. And they had a shorter circuit race and Chloe Dugger gets away. So she, she basically, she won everything in a little breakaway. And like the last day when they're chasing, um, I'm, I took some snapshots of it, um, from watching it. They're spread out across the road. This is not how you chase someone down. I mean, yes, Chloe's good, but you know, you'd think few riders get together. She's only got 30 seconds or so lead. Uh, maybe you string this out. So it's single file. There's no single file riding. So the competition was just lacking. And, and that was to me, it was actually, I was so disappointed um, because Chloe is an amazing rider and she deserves 
to be lauded this way, but she deserves to have it with good competition. It just reminded me of like when these pros come out and do some of our group rides and they smash us um, as they should. Uh, you know, EF Education first, they had a, they didn't, they didn't went out to Utah and they didn't kill. I mean, they, they, they got what, two stage wins there at the end, um, but they didn't win the overall. And you, you don't expect that. And it wasn't the same guy winning every day either. Why? I mean, the competition is just a little closer. And anyway, as this is happening, um, Mariana Voss is winning similarly over in Europe, but maybe it would be good to ha- I would like to see all that come together to a good stage race because the, the venue and the way that they put it on the race was actually pretty exciting. So I don't want to gloss over that. I just want the competition to be better and to be able to, to sing the praises of Chloe Diger and her Owens uh, in her in her fantastic win and do it in a sense that you're like, okay, well, you know, she's racing against people besides just collegiate uh, cyclists. All right, let's do some um, transfer market, just some updates here of what we have, everything that we've talked about before. I think we've pretty much confirmed what we have there. Enric Moss uh, from Dequan Quick Step to Movie Star. Uh, Elia Viviani, Dequan Quick Step to Kofidis. That's an interesting one. Nathan Haas is also going with him to Kofidis from Katusha. Leonard Kamna from Sunweb to Bora. Magnus Kelt, Court Nilsson from Astana to EF Education First. So that would be really good with Sepp Van Mark, uh, kind of giving some of their their early season spring classics team a little bump there. Danny Van Poppel, Jumbo Visma, down to Wanty Gobert. Still haven't heard anything from Nelson Palace. Uh, he's riding his first tour. He's, what, 24, 22? Maybe he's 22 and Sepp is 24. I think that's the way it is. Young kid. He still deserves a chance. He's not quite riding to the same level as Sepkus, but today he actually got. Today was his move and his, uh, being up the road was hard because it wasn't your typical break. It was kind of attrition that got you guys up the road first, and then it was just he got came back and he did the right thing at the right time, and perfect when 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 uh, Ruglic really needed him, and obviously Ruglic could have used him later as well. But you know at that point everybody's kind of smattered all over the mountain. So good job for. Uh, for Nilsson, uh, you know, it's not like he's just anonymous at this race. So nothing else on the, on the, the transfer market, but we'll keep you updated on that as things come along. Okay. Winters. Look, we did the winters, uh, road race out here in North. We're going to do some Northern California stuff. And we had that last weekend. It's pretty warm. And I did the 35 plus one, two, three. And with that was a lot of these guys come back from, well, they came back from nationals and they were flying and they decided to, and we're like, okay, winner's road race, not going to, it doesn't, it's like 75 miles. There's this climb in the middle. It's like 12 minutes for us or so, a little under, a little over, um, depending on which group you got. And I'm 35 plus, and it's not for the first 30, 40 minutes till you kind of hit that climb. It's about an hour loop. And first 30 minutes, it's just balls out. I mean, it's just on. Uh, Chris said that it was the some of the highest power outputs he's done in the 30-minute range. Uh, I was feeling that way. I was trying to come off the back. So we hit the first climb. There's already a break up the road. It's got two guys uh, that have been in nationals, which were Chris Koble and his team, Will Riffelmacher. Um, it's got another guy from Cortex who I wasn't quite sure of. And then... Um, Mark Tucker from Fresno revs road race, uh, presented by kinetic cycles. Uh, that guy is somewhat new to cycling and he is a beast. Um, 
very strong. He won Bariani this year, uh, just tearing everybody apart. So he gets in the break. Those guys, Dennis Wall was the other guy, and they they start just drilling it. And they got a minute or so, I think, on us. We went over the first climb. I had a lot of trouble getting up over the climb. We whittled the road, the, the, the group down to like 13 or so at that point, the chasing group. Uh, but it started to work well because no one in the group had a teammate up the road. So there's Thirsty Bear that misses it. There's Data Driven Athlete that misses it. There was, what, two of us in there. Um, uh, the Olympic Club was up the road. We had one Pete's. And then there's a bunch of Sierra Nevadas and some other one, two, uh, Tarun and some other ones in there. So everyone's working well on the on lap two. Coming to the climb, I think we're down by two minutes. Eh, you think you're maybe pulling back a little bit better, but... Go up the climb. Climb is about the same pace. Once again, I suffer, but I do a little bit better at the end. Hang on to the group. Um, I'm like, okay, well now, look, last lap, I get in position for my guy, Chris. I don't know if I'll be able to make it up the climb with everybody the last time. So let's just work a little harder. So we start out the, the, the lap three, and I'm trying to work hard with Michael Claudio and a few others, but other guys are just sitting in. Next thing you know, Michael Claudio, Thirsty Bear, drifts up the road. He's gone. No one really chases him, and he he stays away. Uh, as it turns out, Will Ruffmacher he ends up I think taking off on the climb. He gets first place. His teammate Chris Coble in second. Dennis Wall and Mark Tucker I think uh, third and fourth. I think they said that Tucker just sold out. He was pretty jazzed, and I will have to maybe see if I can talk to him about this. But he was pretty jazzed I think to be in the group, and he was just going full force. So look, um, as we came around that third lap, uh, people were jumping up the road. They were kept trying to attack, but no one was really pulling. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. And what's going to happen is you're going to start having a smattering of people go up the road and it was just pace was coming back and forth, but no one really makes any concentrated efforts. So I just sat on the front, um, from kind of the start finish area to the climb. I just tapped out a pace a little harder than anybody really wanted to go themselves. No one wants in the front. And then I just pulled off from the, when the climb came and, uh, my, teammate Kurt went up the road and he kind of faltered in the finish. Uh, I think he said he lost like three or four places, kind of cramping. He got ninth, but we had Michael Claudio stayed away. Look, if you look at the pictures too, Claudio, a lot of posting up there for fifth place. That's um, well done. Uh, maybe you could give us some, some input as to why you, I know you knew the break was up the road. So was this a joke or were you just really, really happy for fifth place post up? So a fifth place post up is not often seen, but um, David Fieldler, uh, Divine Electric, Scott Cox in seventh, Jamin Wright, Chris Flower, Pierre Barry, Grunman, um, myself down there in 16th, a lot of DMPs and some others. Uh, look, good, good hard day. I'm glad I finished. It was, uh, and look, I, it was a fun, fun day for everybody out there. I mean, I enjoyed being out with there with those guys, the Sierra, Sierra Nevada guys that were there rode hard. It was fun. Uh, Thirsty Bear, they rode really well. Um, really congratulations to two Olympic club guys that came off of masters nationals flying. And with that, you also saw a few other guys from masters nationals flying Chris Phipps. He came by me just, uh, up the top of the climb, uh, the third time after I'd pulled off from the 45 group behind me, he comes flying over the top. And then you had Jay Newton was trying to catch him. He ends up getting caught up by Grafath, Phil Tessero and Nick Theobald, and they, they went through, and that's that's actually her. Chris Phipps holds everyone off for first, Phil Teixeira in second, Jason Griffath in third, Craig Upton, Nick Theobald, Jay Newton in sixth, uh, Phil Malasapina, uh, Cortex team, teammate of Teixeira, in sixth. Um, they, had a, they had a really good-sized group. But some of the guys that rode, um, that had been to nationals uh, for the, the Masters guys, 
ended up doing the P12 race. You had Jonathan Baker, you had Ariel Herman, and um, that race came down to look. You also had Cole Davis, who rides for Hoggins Berman. He just he had done the Tour of California. We talked to him. There's a podcast out there with our interview. Um, he just done the Tour of Utah. Comes away with that. It's with a lot of good fitness. And in the end, that's uh, won by Tyler Williams, former BMC, former Israel Cycling Academy pro. Beats out Cole Davis uh, for second. Cooper Shanks, uh, Team is Mike's Bikes in third. Talked to him afterwards. He seemed pretty pleasant about um, how things went. Jonathan Baker, um, Masters National Champion, Road Race. He was in fifth. Uh, Roman Kloon, who else do you have here? Andrew Shimizu, 11th place. Josh Carling. That was, a, that was actually a pretty good um, field. Will, uh, who else here? Tyler Pierce. Ariel Herman ends up 30th, though he didn't quite have the day that some of the others. I know Jeremy Cuddle, uh, Touchstone, he's a Masters guy too, but he did that race. He did three three laps. He said he basically out in the break, and then he he quit. So he's like, three three laps for that, it's pretty good for me. So uh, congratulations to, to him. We'll just give some results here for a few of the other guys. Yuri Gonzaga of Squadra for the Cat 3s. Chaz Halbert, um, he was fourth. We talked to him. He said he came out with a climb with that guy, and thought things would kind of regroup and the guy was just a little bit off the front there and just never brought him back. Um, Garrett Smith, sixth place. Um, who else do we have here? Let's see what the women did in the women's pro one, two, three, Amy Cameron, no team, Ellie Velez, second place for Sierra Nevada, Melanie Wong, uh, in third place. I think she's for, uh, 2020. Anyway, congrats on those. Uh, that's a tough race. They weren't going to have it. Then they were going to have it. And they, I guess, thing got everything cleared up with the um, the, the CHP. They were able to at least get that back in running order. Uh, the next day we had Copperopolis, Copper Valley Circuit Race. We see a Copper Town or something like that. Dave Grunman on 35s. Mark Tucker redeems himself for a podium for second, and Aaron Casada in third, uh, fourth. Aaron Marchand of Teams Folsom Bikes and Sean Bagley in fifth place for the 35s. Um, we'll just do some highlights here. 45s, Jason Grafath, Thirsty Bear, Rick Lawton, R4R Racing in second, Jerome Nadal. Third, R4R also has fourth with Sean Smith and then Safeway's Robert Pasco in fifth. Women, one person, so we're not even going to really talk about that group. Sorry. Um Bring a field to the race, and uh, we'll we'll do a little bit more breakdown. Uh, Cat one two three. Josh Carling gets the win over his own teammate Isaiah Oliver, and Jake Yackel of the Yackel Brothers Racing. Dave Grunman, Rob Shell coming out of some Masters form for Rob. So we have the Giro San Francisco coming up on Labor Day. Good luck to everyone out there. I'm not doing that. Um, some people like it. I like I like it. I also like to not crash and that's maybe what's going to happen how about some things that make you go hmm well we talked about it a little bit it was the movie star team tactics leading the day in the way i don't know what they're doing look when they're up the road and nairo's up the road i think there's a lot of hate going on that grip it's also highlights what you have with a team there's a lot of infighting, but yet they're still somewhat professional because these guys, like I said, Soler came back. He helped out Nairo, uh, throwing a fit the whole time. Valverde, man, I wish I wish we just knew. He he did a Mikel Landa today where he's, um, I'm going to bridge up to you, but he's kind of pulling people with him. And like I said, the other day he was doing a lot of work on the front 
with uh, Roglic when Nairo was up the road. So, or no, right? Nairo was getting dropped. So he's on the front making sure he's staying dropped. And Nairo connects and he hits it again. I, I don't know what this team is doing yet. They're in the lead because they've got some great riders despite this. And I like, like I said, it's, it's their, they're magical about what they're doing. It looks like they're they're just all over the place, but yet they've got their guy up in the road. I don't think it's going to last because you're not going to be able to to continue this. And man, it'd be, it was like the housewives of of movie star today, the infighting, the complaining, the attacking each other. Um, you know, no uh, solidarity. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what uh, takes place for the rest of the race, and especially with those guys. So. Winners and losers. Let's start with some winners. Um, I'm going to pick, well, like, I think I think Roglic is kind of the guy I'm pulling for here, but uh, Pojakar, 20-year-old racer. You're getting a smattering of these around the world. You get Evan Pohl, Bernal, Pojakar won the Tour of California. He wins this. Um, you've got a you know few others coming up. Sepp Kuss, uh coming off a Tour of Utah last year, did well at the Volta. He's kind of a little bit of a domestic star this year for Roglic and not having had such a great Giro when they I felt like the team really let him down. Um, they seem to be holding them up now. And some of those are the same guys. Sepp Kuss was in the Giro as well. He just wasn't quite there. So he's doing great and giving shot for Nelson Palace. So those are some winners. Some losers on the day. You've got Chavez. Um, maybe the biggest loser on the day was the broadcast. Came into that gravel section where expected a lot of action. And kind of exciting. And in the end, we got to see none of it. We didn't get to see the motorbike take down the riders. We didn't get to see uh, riding through all that. And that was from the weather. We've got that from the the tour this year. I'm just glad they didn't cancel the race and take time halfway up to climb. That would have been a little more disappointing. Uh, But otherwise, look, it's what it is. Uh, It makes you realize when we're watching it just from a fixed camera at the top, it's like being at the race, though. Because you don't know what's going on. You're just waiting for the action. You're just waiting for the riders to come up and go, oh, who's that? And that's exactly what we had today um, until somewhat near the end. They just got the cameras going. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining in. Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 142. We'll get the other guys back in in here. We'll get some uh, exciting interviews coming up for you. Check us out, as always, on our Between Two Wheels podcast page uh, on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube, uh, betweentwowheels.com, Twitter, B2W underscore podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for the partners of the show, Chris and Kurt. Uh, Couldn't be here today, but uh, we'll be looking for them next time. As always, Between Two Wheels Podcast. Thank you.